Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time time. for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schuber, floating around producing this thing. We are from the Draft Network, and we are brought to you by Bet Online, which is the number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. And basketball is back, so make sure you check it out over at Bet Online. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus. With your first deposit, just use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Cranky Coworkers Day to you. I love this one because it feeds into the unrelated bit that I wanted to tap into to start today's show. Okay. Imagine you're on a six-hour flight, okay, Mm. with a bunch of coworkers, Mm. and you're trying to sleep, and somebody that you work with is working out and doing high knees in the aisle of the airplane. How would how would you receive that? Okay, I have questions. Uh, first of all, that's that's a bit of a norm violation, right? Like, regardless of knowing the person, getting yeah. up in the middle of the airplane and doing high knees is strange. Um, so what what NFL player would you perceive did that this week? as was just quoted on my timeline as we were sitting down to record this. So this didn't actually happen to you. This is something that people are, this, 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 this is an NFL player did this on his flight. Okay. So he's a six hour flight and his name must he, be Russell Wilson. That is exactly. Yeah. Who worked out for four of the six hours of his flight and was doing high knees in the aisle while the rest of his teammates were trying to sleep. As soon as you said six hour flight, tweet there was only one choice russell wilson russell wilson yes this kid this courtesy of, of zach stevens uh from 
the dnvr.com Broncos uh, beat reporter. Russell Wilson worked out and stretched for four of the, excuse me, eight hour flight from Denver to London, said he was doing high knees in the aisle while the rest of the guys were asleep. Who is the TDN staff member most likely to get up in the middle of an airplane and exercise <laughs> for, <laughs> it's for a, an eight hour? Yeah. Yeah. You said, you said probably it. me. Uh, Keith, I have self awareness to it. Uh, yeah, Keith, Keith would bring dumbbells on the plane though. Mm-hmm. Keith gets a good pump. He's that LSU strength think, training program. You don't think DP gets up and goes for a a, a jog up and down? Mm. It D- here's what I would envision DP doing. If they had a sauna on the plane, DP would load up in his sweats and go sit in the sauna and sweat it out. DP's definitely going to do some weird stuff, right? He's going to get around and walk. In, right, and that's why he's He might even ask somebody to switch seats, you know, at some point. Yeah, that's definitely in the realm of possibilities for DP. But That's about it, though, yeah. on staff. Yeah. I can't think of anybody else that's getting up and doing anything on a plane that long. Yeah, you just work out beforehand. And you take the eight hours and you sleep or study the playbook or... Certainly for us, for certainly for us, as you do that last part, yeah. We have no cranky coworkers at the draft network, though, for sure. Not true. It's not never happened. That that is not That's, true. It's unequivocally not true. I am every third day cranky. Right. I'm just going to say you, to the, do something. One of the hosts of this show is cranky all the time. So, just an irritable old man. That's people don't see the pre-show Kyle where something pissed him off in the morning and he's got to like get the focus back for the show. People don't see that. I do. I flip the switch, though. He does. Every time. I just... Uh, uh, now he's flipping the switch on his headset because his headset broken. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good, it's good. Please continue it, without. I'm going to tell you, we might get cranky Kyle. It, it, Nothing pisses starting. Kyle off Please more get, than yep, technology not performing yep, as intended. We're starting down that Same path thing already. With Chris, though, to be honest with you. Chris doesn't like that either. <laughs> no. No, I do not. Are you guys the two crankiest guys on staff? People? I mean, you and you, the two of you? Pretty fair, right? Chris, Chris, definitely cranky. Yeah. 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 No, and I'm not cranky about this college football slate this weekend. All right, let's talk about it. Weekly watch list. Probably the biggest test to date for Ohio State. Uh, Penn State, obviously, disappointing loss that they suffered earlier, but still a potent football team that has the talent to match up with Ohio State. Do they have the firepower on offense to do it? We'll find out. I'm excited for the game. So what's interesting about this game is you have a big-time heavyweight matchup between a draft-eligible and a non-draft-eligible with Joey Porter Jr. at corner mm-hmm. and and then Marvin Harrison's kid playing at wide receiver. Feel old? And those two guys, that is going to be an electric matchup. Now... I do think Penn State defensively matches up much better against Ohio State than they did against Michigan, where Michigan wants to pound the rock. And I think that the issue for Penn State in the Michigan game was the backers were effectively non-existent. I don't think Ohio State can push Penn State's front around to the same degree. And then therefore, I think there can be a little bit more high integrity against the run. And then it becomes this secondary versus uh, wide receiver matchup. And we already mentioned Joey Porter Jr., um, you have Jair Brown, uh, one of the safeties, who's a big-time ball hawk. He has nine interceptions since the start of last season mm. for Penn State. 
Um, They've got a gifted linebacker in Curtis Jacobs who can play in space. Freshman linebacker Abdul Carter has made some nice plays for them. Uh, Kalen King, the other corner, number four, he's a sophomore. There's some matchups I really like here. I, I do think Penn State matches up defensively much better than they did against Michigan. Yeah, be good good test for CJ Stroud. Um excited to see that. I mean, there's some other good quarterback matchups this week. Uh you, you look at Will Levis against Mr. Hendon Hooker, right? A big SEC game. Anthony Richardson against the Georgia defense. How about Cam Ward at home against Utah tonight? Uh, Praise be to God. Didn't know about that. Um, Very excited for that. 10 o'clock tonight. And you can get into the stadium for $8. Man. I uh, checked. I'm actually on Vivid Seats, so it it, it is in the stadium. It's not some standing room only BS that Texas pulled on us a couple weeks ago. Are you sure? Yes, Chris. Section 23, seats row 20, $8 a ticket. You're in Pullman, Washington. Go to Gesa Gesa Field at Martin Stadium. Yeah, we're going to be together. We're going to be together tonight. By the time ten o'clock time, kick, yeah. By the time this day is over, we're going to all be together. Correct. We're watch Cam Ward together. That'll be fun. And so Fox Sports One, it's not even on Pac-12 Network. So big dubs all around. Any other compelling college games for you guys? Um, Florida Georgia is interesting. Always, always is. is. Yeah. Jinx. Um, Oklahoma State, Kansas State's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Can Oklahoma State continue their role in the uh, Big 12? I, Syracuse bounce back against Notre Dame. Can it happen? I got one. I got one. Uh, how about number 17, Illinois at Nebraska? No, thank you. Big time, big, big time prospect matchup. Devin Witherspoon, corner for Illinois. They got a couple guys in the secondary versus Trey Palmer, wide receiver for Nebraska, who I believe is still leading FBS in receiving yards. He just put like three hundo on Purdue last weekend. Mm. Former five star recruit, originally committed to LSU. Um, a lot of his production comes from the slot. So really interested to see how Illinois, the nations, I believe they're still the number one passing defense, how they choose to to defend him. Uh, so just from an individual prospect matchup, that is at 3.30 on ABC. That is a matchup that I will have uh, circled but not watched because we're going to be at Beaver Stadium. Who's this wide receiver that you just mentioned, Kyle? Trey Palmer. He's not leading uh, FBS in receiving. I checked what is him. he? He's what like he? sixth or seventh now. Okay. What's his total yardage? I think it's like 751. Let me give you an accurate number. The tab kind of froze on me. Stand by. Why you do that? Pitt, Pitt in North Carolina, always a, always a fun game. Always. Chaos season, right? Always. He's, he, he's sixth in yards, 781. Okay. Just, Excuse just, me. Uh, I, I misspoke. I thought he was leading the power five, but he is not because Charlie Jones from Purdue Correct. Has about 60 extra yards, but then Old Dominion, ECU, Tulsa, and SMU, the other players don't in you, front of. Don't you disrespect that SMU wide receiver. I'm not going to let mm-hmm. you do it. Listen, you know where I put Rasheed Rice in my TDM 100. Yeah, okay. Very healthy. Okay? 
Just making Chris, sure. Chris, you have a mid-major game, a G5 game that we Joe, need to know about? If, there, if there's something you know about me, do you think the answer to that question is yes, that I have a mid-major game for us to watch? Well, I, I do, but I, I know, you know, a little under the weather, a little, you know, yeah, thank little you. influence uh, of Dayquil. I want to make sure you're, you're ready to go. Cincinnati at UCF. That's the one. That would be it. Yeah. There you go. In Orlando, Florida, the 20th-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats against UCF. That's the one that we'll circle for the mid-major game of the week. And now we get to play everybody's favorite game. Oh, God. The cheapest ticket in college football. How do I always forget what? about this and I could cheat I the whole time? Yep. You could Who's got the, the answer? Time. I don't have it. Kyle normally does. I do have the answer. The cheapest okay, I, ticket? Is right. it major college football? It, it, it was it's a not. Five. Oh, it's not. The cheapest ticket in college football is not a Power 5 ticket. All right. Well, that okay. makes it pretty friggin' impossible for us to come up with. It it, it does make it hard. It's actually sure. it's actually that this game is being played at what was originally not even a football stadium. Okay, so is the UTSA? Uh, UTSA is not playing in this football game. No. You kind of you you went you, you quick stadium. you quick snapped me there, Joe. We could have talked about that before you just threw out UTSA as a guest, but that's fine. Okay. Well, I feel, I fear we could be here forever trying to figure this uh, out. Actually, excuse me. I, I have misspoken. Misspoken? Scratch it from the record, please. Okay. Miss Make a good correction. This, I was originally looking at the uh, Old Dominion at Georgia State game for $4 uh, Tur- a ticket Turner at Turner Field, Field yeah. but there is a cheaper game that I missed originally. Okay. I'll throw a dart. I uh, Charlotte just fired their coach, right? If I'm not mistaken, Will Healy, is that true? Yes, really? He did. was like a they red did. hot. He was a red right. hot name there. From Austin P. Yeah, everybody. It's funny he how was, it comes at you fast, right? He was fired, yes. Um, who They're at home. Who do they play? Rice or UAB no, they play, or somebody? They play Rice on the road, though, Jim. Oh, that's nah, probably not I it. Loved, I love the thought process, but they're on the road. You you can't even get in there for less than a $20 bill. See? It's the power of the Rice wow. program. More than twice as pro, uh, twice as expensive as okay, Utah, all right, Washington all right, State. Okay, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. New Mexico State, UMass. You could get in there for like four bucks. That's got to uh, be it. Four dollars is not the cheapest ticket in college football this weekend. So it's not that game, and it's not four dollars. Okay, correct. It's cheaper than that, and it is. It I, I am on vivid seats looking. It just it is lower level. Row G, you can get one to three tickets for three dollars each. Is your point about it being a, a non non football stadium still stand? No, South it Alabama. is not. Okay, South Alabama, Arkansas State. Uh, no, that is incorrect. What is this? Uh, Florida Atlantic, UAB, Florida Atlantic is my ding 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 ding. Winner, three dollars gets you into UAB, Florida Atlantic. I I look. You might want to stay home and watch uh, Kentucky Tennessee <laughs> keep your three bucks, right? Yeah, my man, I'm sure there's nothing better to do in Squint's Boca Raton, right? On a Saturday <laughs> night. Are the Is Heat playing? <laughs> All right. What NFL? Can we get there? What's going on in the world of the NFL? The Heat are on the road, by the way. Heat are on the road in Sacramento, so that's no so. Good. You hate to see it. Ravens Bucks tonight. Hold on. Kyle's Tampa going to have a pulse in that game. The Panthers Kyle? are at home. Go the to the Panthers, Panthers game. The Florida Panthers are at home. Go to the Panthers oh. game. Don't don't go to Florida Atlantic for three dollars. Just watch college football over hockey every time. 
Yikes. All right, so NFL schedule. Yeah. Uh, this we, slate isn't very good, guys. Yes, it is. Every NFL slate right. is good. I can't, I can't entertain thoughts like that. People thought the Patriots and Bears game wasn't going to be good. I had a lot of fun. I have fun every time I watch NFL. Yeah, but Joe, Mac Jones' interception hit the Skycam cable. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Part of the field. Changed the Patriots season, they said. Oh, I'm here to tell you, if there are three people that aren't going to feel bad for uh, <laughs> you found the wrong the way, you found the wrong three people. <laughs> now you know how it feels to be just like everybody else. What's the best one o'clock game? You know, it might be Patriots Jets. I don't want to be that guy, but did we acknowledge that Jacksonville and Denver are playing in London? Aside of us talking about Russell Wilson's shenanigans no, in the, the I, aisle. I think you you addressed it as much as I would have liked to address it here on the show. Okay, I'm just saying we have football starting at nine eight nine thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Are week. we going to consider that nice. football? It's a Jags yes. home yes. game. Jags home game. Jags home game. The best one o'clock game will be Patriots Jets. It's it's yeah it's, it's the only one. I guess so. Panthers Falcons. Potentially a battle for first place in the NFC South. Yeah, man. That's imagine right. the Bucks. The Panthers the Bucks, got a pulse. If the, the Bucks, Bucks are going to lose, the, the Bucks are going to lose to Baltimore, and then the winner of that it game would go into first will, place. Will be in first place. Let's go. Because the Panthers, oh the Panthers, Lord, will the Panthers have, have a head-to-head win over. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was out with the Panthers, but PJ Walker's giving me life. Well, here you go, Joe. This is going to be a big determinant of whether or not you're going to win this bet. Because if the Panthers win, I'm going to have, or if the Falcons win, I'm going to have an extra game on you and one of the head-to-head so far. Yeah, you know, it's part of the deal. I love the competition. Cardinals-Vikings might be fun. uh, There there should be points in that game, right? Yes. I don't know what what our friends over Bet Online have the the game total at, but I'd be willing to bet that's one of the higher totals. Um, you know, I'll check. I'll check with our friends over. Prob- at probably in general. Probably in general. I, I bet that's one of the higher game totals of the week. Are we doing? Um, it is. It is the third highest total in the in the one o'clock slate. Bang! It's the third highest total. Do you want to guess the games that have? Are we going to put together our money line parlay that we do? We can do that. Uh, is is Philadelphia Pittsburgh? No, that's at forty three. That's that's. And what See, what is the what is the game total at Arizona Minnesota? Yeah, that's got uh, forty nine. There are two 49. higher than that. There are two higher than that. Miami really? Detroit. I know defensively those teams one and a half yeah, those, for those Miami Detroit defensively are are not favorable, but Miami's defense has, has quietly played very good against Minnesota and Pittsburgh the last two weeks. And they played a murderous row of quarterbacks. I would probably take the under in that game. It is the highest point total of the slate. 51 and a half. The whole day, the whole day. Wow. I would take the under. I'm sure I'll live to regret that, but. And there's one more above Cardinals Vikings. Uh, Raiders saints 50 for that one. Raiders saints at 50 Yeah, Raiders saints. Broncos Jags. Do you want to guess what the total is in that game? 38. 39. 39. Hmm. Kyle, a handicap for Kyle hey, over Kyle here. Hey. Good. Hey. Hey. Um Okay, so yeah, obviously we're watching Thursday night football. 
Ravens Saints or Ravens Bucks should be a promising contest. Tampa Bay's got a lot on the line. Baltimore trying to you know stay on pace in the in the north. We have the London game, Broncos Jaguars. Uh, I will be watching Dolphins Lions, but uh, I think probably your best chance for an entertaining game is New England at New York. So how are um, you going to do that? We'll find out. Because the maps came out, and where we are residing for that day is a is yep. Jets country. Let's ride. Let's well, fly. Chris, it's a good problem to have, but you know what? I have this little thing called a VPN on my computer. Oh, and so you just have a little work. I can be today. wherever I want to be. Love to see it. Love to hear I it. can show you the world. No, no, no. <laughs> Over, under, and sideways. Magic Giants, Seahawks, uh, yes. two NFC powerhouses going at it at 425. What, yeah, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> How is this possible? Game of the week. High stakes game. And, and then obviously Sunday Night Football is Packers-Bills. Little Birdie told me we're going to be at that one too. Uh, we might happen to be there. Might happen. Heard about yeah. it. Taking the party bus up from State College. That'll be fun. This is what we're doing. Uh, and then Monday is Bengals Browns. Man, the Browns better find a defense quick. <laughs> they better find a dub yeah. quick, Joe. They, they we'll are talk playing about defense. They are playing the wrong team to be playing bad defense right now. <clears throat> better chance of getting a win in a in a have to have it moment. Tampa against the Ravens or Packers against the Bills. Tampa against the Ravens. Tampa against the Ravens. I, I I just trust Tom to find a way. Legitimately speaking, Buffalo could score more points on their first two possessions than I trust Green Bay to score in the entire game. <laughs> Honestly, because I've done all the research at this point, the Packers' defense is good, right? They're they're a good. It unit. is good. Number one pass defense in the NFL. Their offense is bad, bad, bad. Like there, yeah. there's and and there's no stability with the O line. The weapons they're not going to have Alan Lazard. Christian Watson's probably not going to play. Randall Cobb's on IR. His time, it's going to be Romeo Dubs and, and Sammy Watkins and, and Samari Toure. Come on. like. And is, is Trey White back? Um, maybe. We'll find out. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we might be getting Tredavious White back, who's like a yeah. top six corner in the NFL. Um, yeah, and what what is Buffalo's current – how many times this season have they not scored a touchdown on the opening script? And oh, by the way, they're coming out of the bye. Yeah, that only happened. Well, they went nine, eight, eight games in a row with doing it, and including they, last year in the playoffs, right? Yeah, th- they didn't do it against Kansas City because of the Josh Allen, Isaiah McKenzie exchange. But this, I think the streak snapped before that. Um, I can't okay. remember what game it was. Well, regardless, you've played six games this season. You scored opening touchdown. You scored touchdowns on four of the six games, and then like the last five last year. Yeah. And you're coming out of the bye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who Who's our upset picks? Oh. This weekend. Our upset picks. Is this the Draft Dudes upset parlay of the week? Moneyline, Moneyline upset parlay? Moneyline upset parlay. We each pick one and we put it in there. Yeah. Oh, let, wow. me, let me pull up our friends over Bet Online. I feel yeah, like I'm, I should I'm have known at... about this. I, I, you I know, feel like, did you guys Joe? start this last week when hey, I wasn't hey, there? Hey, 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 we did two weeks ago when we were all together. Oh. We put this together. But no, this oh. is we, this is literally an organic bit on the show. I did not come prepared for this. Okay. Yeah, me neither. But uh, so, so 
underdogs, money line underdogs as of right now, the recording. And I think that's important to to note because this is, we are doing this on Wednesday. We are recording. Right. Bucks at home tonight, money line dogs. Then you have the Broncos, the Bears, the Saints at home, the Panthers, the Steelers in Philadelphia. That line's 10.5 right now. Uh, the Lions at home, the Cardinals, the Jets at home. The Texans, the Giants, the Commanders, the Rams at home, the Packers, big time dogs, and then the Browns at home against the Bengals. I'm going with the Giants. So, all right, the the Giants are getting in there. That's Joe's selection. Plus 134, the Giants are in there. Okay, bet online. Yes, I know you want to keep me safe. I'll log into my account. See what our... Odds are. All right, so we have the Giants at plus 134. I'm putting the Jets at plus 110 in there. That'll be my selection. Oh, my God, guys. What do you want me to do? Were were those the two you were going to go with? I mean, you can get Tom Brady at home. I, I, listen, this is coming from me. me. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to make my pick. So this you're make saying pick, this is coming from me. I was going to make a suggestion for a pick, but you might make the pick anyway. I am picking the Saints at home. That's not the one I would have gone with. Against the Raiders. I was going to advocate for the Cardinals on the road in Minnesota. but Really? Yeah, that's the one I was going to advocate. Well, let, let me ask you this. What what was pushing you in that direction? That surprised what was, me. What was pushing me in that direction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals seem to have found some offensive consistency on the third. Did they or did they just get two pick sixes against Andy Dalton in the final two minutes of the game? Didn't win by more than fourteen, by the way. One might (laughs) one might say that that's the case, but I thought the play calling was a lot better. We found some space in the middle of the field. Uh, Things looked better, so I was just going to ride the hot hand for a little bit. But you know what? We didn't go that direction. You don't do that because of the person who tweeted at me after the Cardinals 10-2 start last year and asking for my apology to Cliff mm. Kingsbury. Mm. So, you know what we don't do? Petty we don't King, bet on the Cardinals. Petty King, Joe Marino. Hey, Every guys, once there, in a while. There are three NFL teams that are greater than plus 300 on the money line. I'd like to know which one you think has the greatest chance to win. So, Pittsburgh is one. The Packers is in one. Buffalo. 11 and a half, right? Yeah, but the money, like the the money line, the Packers are plus four fifteen. Hmm. So Packers plus four fifteen, Steelers plus three seventy five in Philadelphia, Steelers, and then Chicago at Dallas plus three forty. I think the most likely team to win. Packers, Steelers. Really, they got the best quarterback and they have the best defense. Chris, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Steelers because I'm kind of. I'm teetering that way. Look, I don't like the three options we got here, but give You're me not picking rival- any of them, right? Give me but. rivalry game. If the Steelers are going to do anything, they can keep it close. They can just play kind of just some gritty football to keep it tight. And then if a couple things go your way, you'll be able to. If Kenny Pickett doesn't throw a pick at the end of the game, they might have a chance to win against the Dolphins. I, nah, I don't love it, nah. but give me the Steelers. Nah, they, they, I, never, ch- they never had a chance. Chris. I'm changing my mind because I watched the D- Detroit-Dallas game this morning. Bears. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Bears. Okay. Bears can run the football. And Dallas needed some help to beat 
Detroit. Like, that score was not indicative of the actual game script. Detroit had some blunders, and I think that Dallas had some officiating help for sure in the game. That really changed things. I, I think the Bears. I'm I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. Now, I, I don't think any of these teams do it, but if you just had to pick the one that had the best chance, I would pick the Steelers as I might well. do I might do an actual bet on the Bears. Plus 340. Yeah. Or are you going to have them cover nine? Oh, I'm definitely having them cover nine. I think they might win the game. Okay. You heard it here first. By the way, the the Draft Dudes uh, underdog money line parlay of Giants, Jets, and Saints, Saints. is plus is plus 931. That ain't bad. So there you go. And uh, you'll know who to blame pretty early because I'm pretty sure Chris and I are in the 1 o'clock and Joe's is in the 4 o'clock. So Chris or I, or our heads are on the chopping block first. What, what am, that what am I on the us. hook for here? The Giants? Yes. Yeah. You took the Giants on the road in Seattle. Yeah, a West Coast trip for a team that plays players. every game close against Pete Carroll. This is this is a this is a melding of Joe's worlds right here. We don't think Daniel Jones isn't gonna lose a ball in the rain. I know he hasn't fumbled the ball this year, but you know it's coming. I have no confidence in any of that. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> None. Okay. Um, anything else on the NFL schedule? I feel like we, we've adequately yeah. discussed all the. Oh, I, I do have one more thing. Cheapest ticket for an NFL game this weekend? No, we don't. We don't normally do this. Yeah, the that, Packers. I think the Packers and Bills are the most expensive. Uh, it is not Steelers Eagles two eighty one. Oh God! To get in the door, you got you a six and zero Eagles team. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. The cheapest NFL ticket? Commanders um, Colts. Panthers Falcons probably pretty. Commanders up Colts is thirty dollars. It is nine dollars more expensive than the most. So there's ticket. a ticket. You uh, can get into. Go ahead, Joe. I think it's Panthers Falcons. It's a common opponent, and both teams are bad. Panthers Falcons. You can get in the door for thirty dollars. Also nine dollars more expensive than the cheapest ticket this weekend at the NFL. Whoa! Oh, it's Houston's at home. It's always Houston. Yep. No fans at Houston. No, I I could say that confidently because they don't have any fans. It means there's none listening to the podcast because there aren't any. <laughs> Come on, guys! They're dra- they're they're in draft <laughs> mode. They're they're definitely gonna start tuning in. Yes, tune into the Draft Dudes podcast. We will help you. But yeah, come on. We can show you the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want a big board? Yeah, Please. let's big board. Let's do that. I will fully admit this might be the worst big board I've ever put together in the history of doing big boards oh, on the show. Oh, gosh. Wow. It, it should not be that hard. Way to, way to set the expectations really low. For myself, yes. So we are doing... Well, for the feedback the, you're going to get. We are doing the top five tra- trade candidates that should move before the trade deadline. And we are we are sourcing an athletic story that listed one player on every team that could get traded or that maybe should get traded ahead of the deadline. So we use that as the pool of names to pick from, and then we rank them five to one. And I will tell you, I woke up about 10 minutes before the podcast was supposed to record today. I'm sick. Excuses. I don't feel good. I took some DayQuil this morning, and so the brain's not firing, and I had a tough time. Put- we all put together our list live. I had a tough time putting it together. So who? Joe, we'll Joe had eight names before Chris had his second name written down. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's true. Correct. It's true. <laughs> Now, Chris even I, put on a Patriots shirt. What, what what do you got on there? Is that that's it's, def, it's that, a that red looks like, shirt? It's Tommy Hilfinger. I don't know. That looks like a Patriots shirt to me. So I will say maybe we'll ju- we just get to the same five names and and I feel good about what I did, but I don't know. 
I'd right. be willing to bet that that does not happen my, based on your my, brain synapses. This I time. will tell you, as long as my five are part of Joe's eight, I'll feel good. My process here is focused on players that I think are expendable for the team. Yes. Also a need to recoup something. Yes. yes. But also could provide some value to somebody else. Yes. Right. All of those things have to be true for a player to actually get traded in the NFL. Yeah. So that that is the proper criteria. All right, let's do it. Number okay. five. Number five. I have. Oh, okay. I have, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Go I'll ahead. Go. go ahead. I have Jerry Hughes, pass rusher for the uh, Houston Texans. This Texans don't need a thirty-four-year-old pass rusher sitting around for the rest of the season, right? Jerry Hughes. He's uh, he's as he's matured, he's found ways to continue to to find some level of impact as a pass rusher, and uh, I certainly think a team that is either thin or needs more organic rush up front uh, would certainly be wise to, to reach out to Houston and, and see if they were willing to part on a late round, probably conditional draft selection to acquire one Jerry Hughes. Coming to number five for me is Calavon Chason of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I just think he, there's just not, there's not a spot for him right now in this Jaguars front seven. Uh, with Trayvon Walker there, uh, Josh Allen, Dwayne Smoot. I, I think he's lost in, in the numbers here, and he hasn't made the impact. He's not tied to this regime. They didn't pick him. He's talented. I'd like to see him go somewhere that's going to give him a chance to get some run and really see what he can offer where in, in Jacksonville, I, you know, there's just not a path for him. Let right me, now. So let I'd me love ask to you, see him moved. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Do you see a contender trading for him, or do you see a rebuilding team trading for him? A rebuilding team. Okay. So you, I think that's what makes that one interesting, right? Is you'd hear Chase on and say, why, why would he get moved at the deadline? Well, it's, it's a cheap lottery ticket on our former top 25 yep. pick. Yep. Number five for me. And I will say, I put this guy lower on my list at five because there's multiple years on his contract. He's, there's a limited pool of teams. They're going to trade for this guy. But, Kyle, you were talking about an older pass rusher kind of rotting away on a team that's not really going anywhere. Let's call up the Chicago Bears, see if they finally want to make the deal and trade Robert Quinn. So I put him at number five because if you're going to trade for him, you have to pick up cap charges for 2023 and 2024. And so you're looking at a scenario where if you're bringing him in, you're doing under so under the guise of we're keeping him for a little bit. And so because of that, he can't be higher for me on this list because I think it limits the pool of teams that will go after him. But uh, if you need pass rush, you should be calling up the Bears about Robert Quinn. Number five for me. Okay. Did Joe, that, why don't you go? The, hold on. Am I one for one so far? Did that clear the that clear everybody's protocols? Chris, Chris took the easiest layup on the list and put him at five. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> and number four for me Good. is. One for one is Jerry Hughes, Houston Texans. Uh, I think he can help somebody. Uh, he's having a, a good season. Four sacks this year. He had two last year for the Bills. With, with Buffalo, it was always great pressure, not a lot of finishes. But I think Jerry Hughes can still play. He's a good run defender. He's unbelievably durable. Um, the only challenge that I have with Jerry Hughes is I know that he went to Houston to kind of finish his career where he's from, right? Texas guy. Uh, likes being close to the TCU program. You know, I think he made a choice to be there. Um, but I, I'd, I'd hope for Jerry Hughes that he'd get a chance to to be in a better situation where he can win and he would embrace that at this point in his career and 
uh, a very movable deal, especially for the team that absorbs him. Very little money uh, they're on the hook for beyond this year, even though it was a two-year deal. Number four for me is a little bit of wishful thinking. It's Mike Gusecki, tight end, Miami Dolphins, playing on the franchise tag. Uh, that that tag was $10.9 million. We are through seven games, so obviously that is prorated, so you're not getting the full brunt of the franchise tag. Um, Gusecki is a effectively a, a big bodied receiver is, is what he is. I don't think you would get an offer for him. That's better than probably a five or a six. And that's probably to a contending team. But let me ask you this. If you're the green Bay Packers and you need some receiving help and you like big body targets in the passing game, is it a name that you're a little interested in? Should I'd be. at least I'd, I'd at least like to find out. Yeah. Um, and it's a short term commitment. So for a team that doesn't have a lot of cap flexibility, the Packers are saying, look, we're in a win now window. We need we need to get some guys in here that can help put us over the top and actually make sure we get into the playoffs and get a chance to make the dance. I think that'd be an interesting pairing to entertain, uh, quite frankly. So uh, he's on here at number four. I don't think it's likely that you're going to get a value that Miami would jump at, but Miami also um, doesn't have a lot of persistent volume for Mike in the passing game. And from a true tight end perspective, he's not a great fit. So number four, number four for me, guy can't be any higher because one's not playing very well, has asked basically out of the situation that he finds himself in. And so don't know how much value you're going to be able to get for, for, for this guy. But a lot of his contracts already been paid by the team that gave him the three-year contract extension. And this is a position that a lot of teams need help at. So if you need a corner, how about you call up Washington and you say, hey, can I get William Jackson? Two for two. For my... So, I, I, listen, the, the tough part for this is he hasn't played well and there is money associated on that deal. And he's a little disgruntled. So I don't know what the value there looks like. But, hey, if, you, hey, if you're the Chargers, you just lost J.C. Jackson, you're not calling up Washington to see what they want for William Jackson? You're not at least making the phone call? Probably should. Time for number three. Yeah, number I think three. Chris has to go first this time. I went first and Joe went first. Now, Joe, okay, Chris I will go first. first. I will go first at number three. And – you want to talk about a guy's value being as low as it can get. And I think what that's what puts him high on this list for me is because I think you can get this guy for relatively cheap. And if you are a team that needs this position, Cam Akers running back for the Los Angeles Rams, number three for me on this list. Kyle's face tells me that I finally hit him. I, I, I didn't, I hit a miss. He, we were playing he, battleship. He, that's a, he, he ain't on my list. I'll tell you that. It's a miss. Yeah, not a, not a mine. Okay. Either. All right. Um, I do have a running back, though, at number three, Kareem Hunt, Cleveland ah. Browns. Listen, the Browns, obviously, they're they're looking at the potential of this season going by the wayside, right? And, and you kind of knew what you signed yourself up for when you signed yourself up for the situation that you're finding yourself in with your starting quarterback. Um, but if I'm the Browns, and I have arguably the best running back in football, and I have other guys on the roster who have shown promise behind Kareem Hunt, what is stopping me? from moving Kareem Hunt and getting some value for a player who is going to be exponentially more valuable to a bunch of other teams and could probably net you a, a reasonably significant pick at the trade deadline. And you don't have to worry about a drop off in play at your number one position. That to me is a no brainer move 
for a team that is teetering on the brink of being sellers because of the way that their season has unfolded to this point. Yeah, it's almost like regardless, right? Like even if they were on a better path right now, you, you could still justify it based on the return, the unlikelihood that you're going to resign him, and the fact that you do have depth beyond uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, number three for me is Robert Quinn from the Chicago Bears. Um, he's not having that great of a season, to be honest with you. I've, I've watched a lot of the Bears, including this morning watching them against Dallas. I think he's been okay. Um, obviously, the 18-and-a-half sack season that he's coming off of setting a Bears record um, kind of elevated him, but uh, you're not getting that Robert Quinn right now. But that's um, also not really – if you look at the last three years of Robert Quinn, that's not really who he's been anyway. You know, he's been a good right, pass well, rusher, but he has, he hasn't been 18 sacks for, in a season of Robert Quinn since he yeah, played with the Rams. I would agree with that. And that's why the time to trade Robert Quinn was, was immediately after that. Draft. Right. Right. So um, th- that doesn't stop the necessity. I think for the bears to trade him, not just to kind of move him along, but I really like the players that they have, that are not getting snaps because of Robert Quinn. And, and that's Travis Gibson and, and Dominic Robinson, who I, I think have both played well. And they're, they're both teetering between 40 and 50% of snaps, which is okay. But I, I would love to see them get as much run as possible. And, and Robert Quinn is in the way of that, especially because Matt Eberflus wants to play Al Qadin Muhammad, right? So you kind of have this log jam and I want to see the young players get on the field. Is it my turn to go first? Uh, it's my turn to go first at number right. two. And it's going to be quick because I have Robert Quinn at number two. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about him twice now. Yeah. I will say this. Any team that acquires Robert Quinn, Chris mentioned the remaining years on his contract. 13-9 base salary with a $100,000 workout bonus. He's owed $14 million in 2023. 12-9 in base salary and a $100,000 workout bonus. $13 million owed in 2024. So you have a two-year, $27 million non-guaranteed money commitment to Robert Quinn at the end of the season if you were to acquire him. So you can kind of take that on a, a wait-and-see basis. Uh, but but if I were a team trading to acquire Robert Quinn, I would certainly use the he's going to be 33 and we still are going to owe him $27 million as a negotiating leverage point to try to work the price of trading for Robert Quinn down. Number two for me is Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Yes, Joe. Um, I have Jerry Judy too as well. <laughs> you can make all the points for us. <laughs> Chris is very, very excited about that. Um, I think Jerry Judy can be a good player in the NFL. I think he has been. I, I just worry about him being maximized with Denver. Um, I worry about there being a long-term situation there, especially because they're paying Cortland Sutton and they're paying Tim Ka- Tim Patrick. You know, I know he's not available, but there's still a decent amount of money here tied up into these wide receivers. And so I think for Denver um, to move on from a player that uh, George Payton didn't draft to get something probably pretty decent for him um, – and maybe even for Jerry Judy to, to go somewhere else where he might have some more opportunity would be good for all parties involved. So I could get behind Jerry Judy getting moved. 
So, Joe, my thought process was very similar, but we're a team in the Denver Broncos. We're down two firsts and two seconds, right? Because we yeah. traded those picks to, to go get Russell Wilson. And while I love the talent of Judy, he hasn't really clicked and settled in with either regime and either situation yeah. that has developed here. And so when looking at this entire team, we got to recoup draft picks any way we can get them. And this is a position where I still got Cortland Sutton. Tim Patrick, you mentioned, still has got the torn knee and is going to have to come back. But we've also got KJ Hamler, so I'm, I still have got some depth at this position. So if I move on and I sell high or at least relatively high on Jerry Judy and recoup some of that draft capital back, maybe I can start to set myself up for success in the future. So that's what ultimately led me to put Judy this high at number two on the list. So, so I I don't have Judy down, but it was more so because what I would want to to justify moving him, I don't think that they would get like so let me i'd like to ask you guys team x offers you a blank pick and you are accepting the trade of jerry judy would you take a three and a five for him no i wouldn't that's that's a little really you guys think there's you think there's it, a path have, for getting more i mean he, I think, he has I think certainly ask. he has certainly left meat on the bone but his rookie season he had 856 yards and three scores, right? He wasn't overly efficient with his target to catch rate, right? 46%. But then he missed six games. He's on pace for, what is it, 55 yards a game? He's on pace for like another 900 yards. He's a third-year receiver, was a first-round pick. He's got all the talent in the world. What What gets it done for you? You're not getting a one for him. You want a two? I would want to. Yeah, I think we could get it. I think we get a two for him. I think we could. Okay, he's a young enough player. I think a team would give up a two to get him into their building. I would. I would want a pick that's at least good enough to to actually replace one of the picks that I'm out of pocket myself. And remember, you're down again. You're down two right, you're ones, one and two twos, two ones and two twos. Right. So getting one of those back certainly softens the blow a little bit of what you gave up to get the pumpkin that is Russell Wilson. But I think I think between the drops and some of the inconsistencies that you guys have pointed out like I don't I don't think there's a very realistic chance that that gets offered. And because of that he he did not make my list, which I think makes him a really interesting conversation point. Fair Kyle. I think you're extremely fair in, in leaving him off the list for that reason. All right, uh, number 1, uh, I think it's my turn. Yes. I have Mike Gesicki. Uh Oh, Joseph, a man after my own heart. Well, it, it, look, here's the deal. I, I know that he hasn't uh, amounted to much for, for Miami this year. Um, but there's a reason they gave him the, the franchise tag. He's, there's, a, there's ways for him to matter for an offense. There's ways for him to be productive. Uh, over 700 yards the previous two seasons. And I, I think there's teams out there that could use him. And, and he's expendable for Miami. Let's, let's be honest about it, right? He's not a good scheme fit. Uh, featuring him more means kind of diminishing the best parts of what you are, which is Hill and Waddle. Um, I would be actively wanting to get this done if I were Miami and if I were a, a team, and I think you brought up a good one there in Green Bay, who should also be calling about Jerry Judy. Um, I think there's suitors out there. So Mike Gusecki is a guy that I think absolutely should be moved. I have Kareem Hunt number one. Good choice, Christopher. Good choice. And I have William Jackson number one. Oh, listen, there, there's a lot of teams down corners right now. There's a lot of positional value was a big thing for the top two guys on my list in William Jackson and Robert Quinn, where I think the, what you would get, 
the offers that I think you would get for those guys, I think is higher than Hunt because expiring contract, positional value, Gasecki, expiring contract, positional value. The fact that Quinn and Jackson, they, they have some life left on their deals, but they play these premium positions and can help a competitive team. That was why those two guys checked in at one and two for me. And listen, I, I think Jackson, you probably conditional four that could become a three, something like that, you know, is probably if I were a team that was serious is probably what I would be willing to offer. Um, Quinn is, is probably in that same ballpark or probably a four. Um, and the guys lower than that, I think are day three pick like locks, slam dunks. I don't think you're going to get high, high, high picks for any of these guys. And I think that's kind of reflective in, in why I omitted Jerry Judy initially. Anything else? My honorable mention was Jerry Tillery, but I, I left him off. I had Albert Okawegbunam as an honorable mention. I know that's a name that's kind of been floated out there for Denver with Greg Dulcich coming back. Yeah, and, well, he's been he's been benched. I mean, he's just yeah. not the starting tight end anymore. Yeah, but a big body tight end that runs four or five, I'm sure would would catch somebody's attention at some point, right? Okay, well, that's uh, that's going to do it. Dude, dudes, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed today's show. We hope you enjoy the football tonight. Kyle Krabs, Jormann, and Chris Schubert, thanks to our friends over at Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.